We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience Rocket Mortgage Classic First Look. We're going to go into the research from the weekend, look ahead to the field, preview the course a little bit. But first, before we dig into all of that, I might have a few notes about Sunday heading into the Travelers Championship. DraftKings, kind of a bust this week for everyone. Unless you got a six, if you got a six of six, you're probably still alive at this point. At least to win like the Millionaire Maker right now. Less than 2% of lineups actually got 6 of 6 through the cut. I played 20 lineups. I had 1 5 of 6. And the rest were 4 of 6 and 3 of 6. That, that minus 3 really shook me. I had Finau, Bubba, and Scotty Scheffler all at the number. Had minus 3 have been the cut, yes, it would have went from like 1.8% 6 of 6 overall to like 7.5% 6 of 6 overall, but I would have had like 4. <laughs> so it would have been nice. Um, unfortunately, that didn't happen. Hopefully, Dustin can pull it out for us, but we'll get to that in a second. Uh, remember to like the episode. Smash the like button for the video. That goes a long way to help people finding the show. Spreading around the show also really helps as well. And give me your early lean in the comment section that easy also if you subscribe to the pat mayo experience audio podcast um please just leave a five-star review you don't even need to write a review you can leave a five-star rating just scroll down on your phone boom five stars be on your way takes less than five seconds five seconds one second per each star that it takes in the time to actually leave one of these ratings and it tremendously helps out the show if you are on that by the way and you want to hit the description of the podcaster video you will find the link to the pat mayo experience DraftKings open for Rocket Mortgage. And this week, the tournament is bigger. It's filled as of, I believe, Tuesday morning, each of the last two weeks. It didn't get huge this week because this field, frankly, isn't all that strong. But it's up to $80,000 of guaranteed rake-free money. It's a three-max entry. It's $15 to play. I suggest you go reserve your spot right now, even before the pricing comes up. Because if you forget, the tournament will likely be filled. And the faster that we fill this tournament every single week, the bigger it's going to get. If Tiger does return in two weeks for Memorial, or in three weeks for Memorial, we might be able to get up to 10K. I'm not promising that, but that is something that is on the table if we continue just to hammer home how big of a community this is in filling up that tournament. Uh, it should be a lot of fun, and hopefully we have, we fare a little bit better on DraftKings next week than we did this week, unless you're out there, like I said, running with a 6-6, six six, boom. Your money time right now. If you, I, I don't know what it is in my tournament, the 6-6. Six six. I think it's around 4%. So expect some nice caches up at the top there as well. You can find the Listener's League link in the description of the video or podcast. I'm going to be reviewing everything today using FantasyNational.com. You use code MAYO or FantasyNational.com slash mayo and you'll get yourself 20 percent off why not do it millionaire maker winner was a member this week hopefully one of the members or viewers of this show ends up cashing that big million dollar ticket again this week that'd be awesome show me those tickets by the way review the pod oh yeah the ticket giveaway for the millionaire maker i had 20 this week uh they've been making me do it on twitter 
instead of on you know on Instagram or on the video or on the podcast, anything like that. It's the last two weeks. It's been Wednesday at noon on Twitter for like a two-hour period um, to give away tickets. Hopefully, they give me another 20 or more this week. Uh, if it's not filling so much, I'll probably get more than 20. If it's just a regular week, I'll probably get 20. Or if it's almost full, I might get 10. Who knows? Uh, they don't tell me this stuff in advance. They like email me on Tuesday evening being like, we got tickets for you. But that's what it's been for the past two weeks. That's like $400 to give away right there. So just pay attention to at the PME on Twitter around noon on Wednesday, and that's when the ticket giveaway will be. Normally, I do the live chat Wednesday at 12. 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time, where I thoroughly enjoy to ban people for life, because it's a lot of fucking fun. Turns out people aren't actually banned for life. There's banned for the rest of the chat, but they don't know that, and that makes it really all that much better. Also, uh, we're not doing that this week. It's Canada Day on Wednesday. I am in Canada, therefore I would like to spend the day not working and with my family, uh, so that's what I'm going to do. I will have a huge release of my fantasy football rankings on Wednesday morning. There's still going to be shows every single day. There just won't be a live chat. Monday with Feinberg, Tuesday... I might call Rick this week. I don't know who I'm going to call this week. Probably Rick. I haven't had Rick on in a bit, but we'll be going over the DraftKings pricing football on Wednesday. I believe if everything goes correctly, we'll have a football show or cuss corner on Thursday and Friday. I am trying to figure out the order of that when I can get everything done because I'm not coming in on Wednesday to cut all the stuff. One of the football shows is already done, so I might just fire that one up for Thursday morning. That's uh, a good show. There's been a ton of football content recently. I've done all the player profiles for running back a four-part series with Meany and joe pizapia we're through three parts of the wide receiver series with Meany and jake seeley uh, you can find all of that stuff up on the DraftKings youtube channel and the pat mayo experience audio podcast so please you know go find those even if you don't fucking like football which i'm sure you do because basically everyone likes football at this point it's football and then, then like there's little branches of the other sports everyone likes football is really the center of everything when it comes down to it at least in this space when it comes to fantasy and gambling and dfs everything like that uh so we've done all those go download them if you haven't downloaded them already or if you ever see a show that pops up on the feed uh that you don't like just download it anyway then delete it we need those downloads keep those downloads up we're trying to get we're trying to pass the footballers i'm gonna be perfectly honest with you the pat mayo experience both in canada and the u.s and worldwide has been in like the top four top three of overall fantasy podcasts now for probably like the last half year uh and we can't overtake the footballers it's just not happening it happened for one day in canada like Three months ago, I think it was the Players' Championship week, actually, right before COVID ended up shutting everything down. Hopefully, with football and golf simultaneously going, we can get to that number one spot. So those reviews and things like that really help a lot. So no chat, listeners league, review. How great was Saturday morning golf? I know it sucked to watch because uh, the because of the weather, they had to push everything really early, and golf was concluded by like 1 p.m. Eastern time. I would take that. Maybe not 1 p.m. Eastern time and as early as it was starting, but start Saturdays at 9. Be finished by 3. Then you have the rest of your Saturday to go out and have some fun, and then Sunday you can run the normal times. I actually quite enjoyed it, because the round is already over as I'm filming this, and I'm filming this on a Saturday late afternoon. Uh, it's just just we have a full complement of stats if you want to enter the huge tournaments on DraftKings for round four showdown there's plenty of time to go get your lineups in to do your research uh and it's listen i don't have a ton going on on saturday mornings i'm not gonna lie to you i'm not not out doing a fun run or anything like that i'm not going to brunch at this point I'm like sitting there like mindlessly looking at the wall at 7 a.m like trying to make sure my kids stay alive uh that's about my saturday morning at this point not quite what it was when i was 25 but you know if there was some pga golf that i had some action on then hey now we're looking up now things are a bit more positive on a Saturday morning. And then by Saturday afternoon, it's all done. I'm either happy or sad or both. Uh, and then I can go out and enjoy the rest of my day. Take my son for a walk or something like that. I don't know. So I actually enjoy that. I don't think we'll see that all too often. Uh, then you can just get Sunday, run it back to the normal time. I would petition that. Let me know if you guys actually do enjoy that. I'm curious to know if that was just me or if it was everyone. Uh, sometimes I don't have the best sense of these things. Not like to a cussed level, but just in general. Maybe it's just me being selfish that I just was up and watching it, so it was great. This week, actually, for travelers, uh, I know a lot of us, myself included, have Dustin tickets out there, and I've been getting a lot of questions of whether you hedge or not on Brennan Todd. You can hedge on the Todd father, because we've seen the Todd father twice this season already go close. It was against lesser competition than, like, DJ coming to get us, 
uh, and with Rory lurking and Bryson lurking and all of these guys. Uh, right now, I'm seeing it one plus 150, plus 175. I think I looked at Data Golf, and Data Golf has him around, I think, like 46% to win, something around that line. Uh, so the odds aren't quite there uh, to bet on Todd's. And the biggest thing, like, I remember having Bubba at this tournament two two years ago, three years ago, whenever it was, when he stormed back and won. I had him and J.B. Holmes, uh, and they were all trying to chase down Paul Casey. I think Paul Casey had a four-stroke lead, and guess what? Paul Casey didn't play great on Sunday. I think he shot an even par, and Bubba stormed him, and Bubba just came back. So when you look at the leaderboard for this event, you have, obviously, Brennan Todd up by two on DJ, who's a few clear. Uh, I mean, Strillman's right there, but he's a few clear of Bryson and Rory and these guys back in the pack. But I think that we've seen a 59 this week. We've seen a 61 this week. So a 59, 60, or 61 could be out there for one of these guys in the top 20. If they fire one of those, if Todd stumbles a little bit, and by stumbles I mean shoots like a 69 or a 68 or something, they could come back and win this. I mean, it would take DJ to falter as well. A lot of things need to go wrong. But all I'm saying is that if you hedge your DJ money onto Brennan Todd right now, you might just be in the realm of having a double loser on your hands because it's not a guarantee that Todd's going to win if DJ doesn't. Both those guys may not win. So what I did is I looked at my overall, in full disclosure, I have 70 bucks on DJ this week at 30 to 1, so it pays 2100 bucks, And I took 4% of that 2100 bucks, which is around, I believe, what is it, like 80 bucks? I, I put 80 bucks and spread it out on the each ways for Stallings, Kazire, and Sungyul. Was it Sungyul now? Now I can't even remember who it was. Now I got to go look this up. But anyway, it was an 80 to 1, an 80 to 1, and a 100 to 1. Kazire was 100 to 1. Stallings was 80 to 1. And who was it? It was Sungil, no, was the other guy. He's also 80 to 1. So what I ended up doing was uh, the site that I use has the each way, but it's a top three each way right now. So one fifth of those odds to come inside the top three. So ideal situation is that. Dustin ends up winning, and Kazire and Stallings come 2-3, and then I'm just get triple paid, which would be nice. The reason I did that is because I know that there's going to be chasers. All these guys' ball-striking numbers are all pretty good. Like, they could all make the run. Uh, it's not inconceivable that these people can come back and win the tournament. I'm far more terrified of Todd running away or Bryson winning or Rory coming back and storming or Hovland just having a nuclear day and actually hits a four-foot putt. All that stuff's on the table, but those guys are all properly priced, like even Kevin Nas, like 16-1. to 1. Like, I wanted to take a longer shot because it's not costing me too much of my DJ money. And these guys all might lose anyway. So basically it just doubles my bet on DJ. It goes from 70 to like up to 150. Now, if I lose that, it sucks. Don't get me wrong. But it's not like I'm laying down 600 on Brennan Todd to have the hedge and then watch them both lose. And then I'm just sitting here being like, oh, shit. Uh, I've made that mistake in the past. Uh, and I don't want to go back to that. Uh, sometimes you have to learn the hard way to do it. And listen, if you hedge on Todd and Todd wins, you're going to look like a genius. But I'm just saying that over 50% of the time, Todd's not going to win. Now, Todd and DJ probably win. I think the total win equity is like 60%, but that still leaves 40% of the time that someone else comes back and wins. And we know that the course can go low here. It does look like the conditions are relatively benign on Sunday. So we'll see how that goes. Hopefully DJ just wins. That would be fantastic. And if you get into a situation where DJ starts taking off a little bit and he catches up to Todd and he and Todd are like one two and they're like three strokes clear or four strokes clear of everyone else on like seven eight or nine or just heading into the back nine then all of a sudden then you can make the hedge then you know you have the two guys that are isolated they're up by enough that it's going to be pretty rare that anyone is going to come back and actually storm you're probably going to know pretty early if anyone's going to go have one of these rounds because so many people there's like i think it's like 16 people or at minus 11 or better and that would be the range that i would be looking at of the potential for someone it's unlikely as i just told you the percentages but it could happen so i would just watch out for that Uh, that's why i took the 180 and 80 that even if these guys get back into it it only cost me 80 bucks or 40 percent of what i would end up winning now if these guys end up winning they cash their each way. They cash their overall ticket. I mean, it's still a really nice payday. Uh, for one thing, you get the 100 or the 80 or the 80 uh, just overall. But if one of these guys gets back in the mix, just one of them, it does give you a better hedge situation, too. That let's say it is Kazire who ends up coming up to run with DJ and Todd falters back a little bit, or it's the three of them. Then the numbers on Todd get a little bit worse. Then you have more money to play around with. So instead of having like an $1,100 hedge on whoever it is to get like half your money back, all of a sudden, 
you need to, if you wanted to straight hedge it, you'd only have to put like 200 down in order to make everything work out with the way that these guys pay out. Or you just let it ride and say, hey, I have two of these three guys, or I have both. If DJ wins, it's more. But if one of these guys wins, it's really nice too. That's my strategy. I'm not saying it's right, but that's what I'm doing this week. And I just want to be transparent with everyone. Um, watch them all lose. Watch Todd go shoot like 61. And I'm just like, yeah, well, move on to Rocket Mortgage, which we shall be doing right now. For the first time since COVID break hiatus uh, has ended and golf is back. This is the fourth tournament. It's the first time we're not getting all the big boys. So when we look at the overall world rankings, no Rory, no Rom, no Justin Thomas, no Brooks. The top-ranked player in the field will be Webb Simpson, who withdrew this week due to COVID concerns. He doesn't need to self-isolate because obviously he did not have it. Uh, So he's back in the field this week. Uh, so it's Webb, Bryson, Reed, Ricky, Hideki, Sungjae, Hatton, Bubba, Finau, Big, Dick, Vic. Make some... Save your putts for next week, Vic. I might have to be on you here, although his price is going to be so short. EVR, Day, Nah, uh, Rafa, Siwoo. It's Donald Ross course, so watch out for Siwoo. Pete Dye, Donald Ross. These classical, weird courses Siwoo can show up. I wish Siwoo would have made a putt on Saturday. Like, he could have got himself to 12 under pretty easily uh, when all was said and done. Then you just have one of these scorching rounds to go on. One thing before we end up, I said that Genesis would be a good crossover, and we've seen a little bit of that play through, like Kang's having a good week, Stallings is having a good week, obviously DJ is having a good week. RSM is kind of sneaky when you look at the leaderboard as well. Like, Mac Hughes has won that event in the past. Todd made a huge run at it. Um, This time around, Duncan actually ended up making the cut, too. That field is really weak, so I didn't know if you could really glean much from it or if it would cross over at all. But uh, I I thought it was relatively interesting to see some of those names actually pop up. So let's jump over to Fantasy National. There we go. There we are. Fantasy National. It's all loaded in right now anyway. The Rocket Mortgage Field. Again, fantasynational.com slash mayo gets you 20% off of the tools and the research and everything you want going into it. I mentioned this is a Donald Ross course, uh, like Sedgefield and Eastlake and a few other ones that pop up from time to time. So if you under architect, Donald Ross is actually one of the ones that's up there. So I just want to click that right off the hop to just give me an impression of who historically plays well at these courses. Now, a lot of the people in the field will not have played Eastlake because that's where they have the tour championship. But where this is not that strong of a strong for the rocket mortgage, not close to as strong as any of the past three weeks, um, just with the top end talent not being there. I'm going to sort by Tita Green and to see who's been the best on Donald Ross courses. Oh, Hideki always shows up. Let's go last 24 rounds. So last like six tournaments, maybe a bit more if they've missed the cut somewhere. Uh, let's see. Tita Green, Rory Sabatini, Josh Tita, who showed up here last year, uh, Matsuyama, C.T. Pan, Hovland, Kyle Stanley. Kyle Stanley someone really interesting to watch. When we look back at the stats this week, he finally started putting in round three on the front nine, kind of lost that ability a little bit on the back and put it in the water on the par five and ended up bogeying. But his irons and his driving was back to where it normally was, like historic baseline when Stanley was good, uh, that if you can start making some putts, watch out for Kyle Stanley. Uh, Duffner, Armour, Webb. Hmm. So if guys have played well, well, Bubba is up there as well. JJ Spawn, maybe you won't go like 38 over through the first nine holes this week and see what happens. Lashley ran away with this last year. Uh, it's, it's actually, if we click on the past course conditions... And then we'll take a look at the breakdown. It's only been here one year, TPC or the Detroit Golf Club, sorry. Uh, it's a mix of two courses put into one for this. We're on bent grass with Poet Trivials. Uh, scoring was super easy last year. They're going to grow the rough up a little bit this time, but I still think it's going to be a, an absolute shootout. Ball strikers, guys just gives birdie chances. Who can roll in the most putts? That's essentially what happened last year, except for Nate. Nate Lashley's a really interesting case when we go and look at it. Uh, let's see, do I have it up here? Yeah, so Nate Lashley wins by six at minus 25, 63, 67, 63, 70 on the final day. Uh, beats Doc Redman. Nate Lashley was an alternate last year. He became the first alternate to win on the PGA Tour since Von Taylor in 2016 when he outran Phil down the stretch at Pebble Beach playing with, like, the the weird bag that, like, I would play, I would give my son to go play with at, like, the crappiest course ever. And he ended up winning. Great day for Von Taylor. Really got him back onto the scene. He's really ran away with that now. And just look at the top of this leaderboard. Lashley, Redmond, Sabatini, Wes Roach, Cameron Tringali. Reed is up there. Neiman's up there. Sneds. Uh, Sneds a guy who's won at Wyndham, and he has actually won at Eastlake in the past as well when he won the Tour Championship. Uh, Poston has won at Wyndham. 
to Byung-Hun Ann, and was actually the guy that posted and beat last year at the Wyndham Championship, and Ann looked like he got it back together a little bit this week. But again, this field wasn't very strong. Uh, and as an alternate, I can't, I, I can't completely remember. I'll go select view DraftKings scoring. I don't think Nate Lashley was in the system uh, on DraftKings last year. I remember he was not in the first round leader market, and I don't, yeah, he wasn't. He was not on DraftKings last year, and he won. Uh, he was that late of an add to the field. Redmond was actually a Monday qualifier, so at least he was in. Uh, so Lashley, like I said, um, it didn't really do anyone any good. So Lashley killed all the first round leader bets because he won. He wasn't even eligible to be bet. And I don't think that he was included in the outright bets for the tournament before the tournament actually went off. I think he was added some way th- somewhere through round one. So that's really interesting to look at. Who had the most points? Obviously, it was Lashley. Lashley, Redman, Sneds actually scored really well when it came down to it with bonuses and birdies. He had 14 in bonuses overall. Um, and outscored his position. Who else did pretty well uh, in terms of that based on where they went? Jason Kokrak came 29th, uh, but scored 95 DraftKings points. That's interesting to see. Aaron Wise, uh, who looked a little bit better this week at Traveler, scored 88 points despite coming 35th. Uh, Cameron Champ, he was sco- also scored 88 points. He came 46. Um, when we go back in and take a look at the course breakdown, and honestly, it's a one-year sample, and if they do grow the rough up, maybe it plays a little bit differently. But overall, Detroit Golf Club is a par 72, 7,340 yards, 156 players in the field. So expect another like 3%, 6 of 6, especially if some of the chalk ends up uh, missing when it comes down to it. Uh, and you'll just see how it goes. This is where you're going to be looking holes 3, 4, and 5 if you're looking for birdie streak. That's probably where they're going to happen the most, as you see 26, 30, and 23% birdie rate. Uh, This longer par four is one of the hardest, but if you can somehow find a way to be the 11% of the field that birdies that, then you get the second easiest hole on the course, the par five, 360 yard, where 2.6% eagle rate. So we're back to the first time having four par fives on a course, which is really interesting. Uh, But it seems like two of them are pretty gettable in terms of eagles. Hole number seven, 560 yards, and hole number 17, the easiest hole on the course, a 3.5%. 1% eagle rate last year. Uh, they're all really easy. They're the four easiest holes on the course. But if you can squeeze an eagle or two out of it, then hey, all of a sudden uh, you're looking a whole lot better. Uh, the par threes are a bit tough. The first and fourth uh, are the two that are over 200 yards, holes nine and holes 11. Last year, when we look at top 10 finishers uh, off the tee, didn't really mean so much. Approach everything and then a whole bunch of putting. Uh, these are never the tournaments that I love, the one where whoever has the hottest putter ends up winning. I like the weeks where I think it was the Rocket Mortgage before they moved to this course and Kyle Stanley won, uh, and he actually won the tournament losing strokes putting. That's my style of tournament, when you can be so good at ball striking that it doesn't even really matter. Scoring on par fours, very essential this week. So when we look at the whole composition, you have four from 450 to 500, and then you have three each three below 400 three from 400 to 450 so it's pretty balanced out um if i go back and look at my model from last year um one thing you can do and i I haven't been doing this why why do i have mark hubbard mark hubbard already started don't even remember doing it maybe that's a premonition that mark hubba hubbard's the guy to go out and get this week he's been playing well like my guy mark hubbard Uh, but one of the things that you can do once you have like it set what you're looking at so i have donald ross clicked right here as an architect uh, maybe I, do I want to go T to green? Do I, I would think here that T to green will likely, and let's go back to that breakdown for a second. Around the green meant more than off the T uh, to save yourself a little bit, but I still think that I would want to go with ball strike. Let's look at the top five and see how they did. Yeah, it's, it's almost as pronounced that way. Let's go to top 20 and see how that ended up going out. It's a bit more flat, and then the putting came out. Either way, I want guy. I mean, I'll just be heavily weighting approach. I'll probably be putting in a little bit of putting. We'll go back and review my model from last year. As I recall, I think I was swept in all my money off this tournament last year because I didn't have, obviously, any Lashley, but I didn't have any teeter or Wes Roach, who I believe were like trendy sleepers that week, and I just didn't use them because I'm an idiot. But I never add stuff to my mixed condition model, uh, which is something you can do. So I have it on the Donald Ross settings. I have it on last 24 rounds uh, if I want to look at that. So if I add the column to my my mixed condition model, and this is separate from the actual model, uh, I want to go by, let's say, strokes gained approach on these courses. And and I can just put in the little identifier. So last 24 Ross courses. 
and I'll add it to my mixed condition model. Now, you can go through this and add as many things as you want. I always just kind of forget to do it every single week because uh, I'm an idiot, like I said. And sometimes I get more into doing the shows than putting in 100% of the research. That's why I really like doing these shows as it jars my memory when everything is coming up. Let's check out my model from last year and see how it ended up going. Detroit, sad. With three exclamation points, T to green, ball striking approach, eagles. Lashley actually rates very highly in eagles. 450 to 500 par fours, par fives. Probably too much stuff on here. Opportunities gained, I probably should have waited a little bit more. So let's just kind of chuck something out there and see what happens. I'll keep T to green in. I'm going to levy down ball striking. I'll put that at 10%. Uh, I mean, both of those still include approach. I'm going to include jump up approach to 25 i'm going to measure birdies or better gain down to five percent and move up let's see eight percent what was i thinking uh we'll put this down we'll put par fives down as we saw the par four scoring is more important than par five scoring because the par fives are so easy a lot of guys do that and hopefully we can recoup a lot of the real damage at least DraftKings wise and scoring wise can be done with the eagles that will wait at five percent and let's jump up opportunities gained if you're not familiar with opportunities gained uh it's a a stat from fantasynational.com which measures all greens in regulation greens under regulation uh or fringe in regulation that is within 15 feet of the hole on an approach we've quantified that as a birdie opportunity and i just want the if this is going to be an absolute shootout uh then i want the guys that have the most oh, 95 i still have five to go around here maybe we can add something back a little bit. Let's just jack up approach to 30. It's going to give us a very poor sample of the guys who've just been hot with their irons lately. Let's, let's see what it spits out for us here. Let's go back and look at last year's, too. So I did the DraftKings scoring. Let's actually look at the strokes gain and see how people got there. Maybe we can decipher something a little bit. Or maybe it's the one-year outlier, like I said. Maybe last year is not going to have anything to do. Ooh, Brian Stewart, T5 last year? Brian Stewart's been playing really well. He's a Michigan guy, too. I think he's from just out to Jackson jackson michigan i think brian stewart is from uh again like i said he's having another good week at travelers here let's see how he's done the last two weeks stumanji 52nd uh at heritage 43rd well he's made the cut twice all right not bad for brian stewart i mean we're, we're not going to have the depth of field that we normally do here so it's going to be interesting to look at when that comes out let's go back to this now so i have it for the past 24 rounds custom stat model what are we looking at here? My rank so far, Matsuyama, Bryson, Webb, Hatton. Yeah, well, four of the best eight players in the field. That shouldn't be too shocking. I think I have Donald Ross turned off. I do. Other Donald Ross courses, there was a Northern Trust held at, hell, I forget what it's called now. Uh, it was a few years back. Uh, Pinehurst, number two. I think that was the site of the 2014 U.S. Open. Patrick Reed. Patrick Reed's really interesting here. I think Patrick Reed's going to be my bet next week. Um, he hasn't quite put it all together, but he's still first in birdies or better gain, which is really nice to see. He's good at these short par fours. Where does he really lack? He doesn't make a ton of eagles. You know, you can kind of cut him some slack on that one. And opportunities gain, he's not huge on, but his strokes gained approach is top 25 in the field over the past 24 rounds. He's top 10 tee to green, and we know that he's been putting the lights out. I, maybe I'm going to go back and put putting into this a little bit, just because it rated so highly. Maybe I can catch a hot putter on someone. So let's decrease the five on ball striking i need to add strokes gained putting one thing i do as i mentioned last week we'll jack that up to five uh is just sometimes i'll load stuff into the model that i weight at zero percent just so i can compare it like um even if i want to throw like fairways gain which is our metric for driving accuracy just to see like it can't hurt to throw in it's weighted at zero it just gives you something else to look at when it goes down but patrick reed is a guy i think i'm going to give a strong look to and i bet you he'll be undervalued if i had to guess the odds right now webb and bryson are likely to be the two favorites uh coming in and if like todd ends up winning this week he's in the field again if, if anyone this week in the field wins i think that they'll be jacked up if it's someone like Todd, he'll probably be like 35, 30, 28 to one, that range. I bet Bryson and Webb will be like 10, 12, 14 to one. Ricky will probably be priced higher than Reed because he's a rocket mortgage guy. People like to bet Ricky. So I'd almost like Reed to have a bit of a dismal day on Sunday at Travelers. Just kind of keep him around like an even par or something like that. Um, and maybe we can get him at like 25 to one. Uh, even at 25 to one, he wins more than that. Like you should almost be betting, auto betting Patrick Reed every single week. Good form, bad form, it doesn't really matter. He wins more often than his actual odds almost ever are because he's never the favorite. Finau will be high. Bet you Havel will be around 30. Hatton 
Bubba's really interesting, too. He plays these classical courses really well. Sung Jay and Hideki will probably both be in that 20 range as well. So it's another nice opportunity. It'd be really nice if we could hit DJ this week and just have so much money to play with. That'd be great. So if we look at it, who were the leaders in strokes gained approach last year? Danny Lee, Teeter, Reed, Kokrak, Stanley. So this is what I like to see. So someone like Kokrak, who burned me again this week. Tita Green, he was 8.1. Was that the most of anyone? It was not. Wes Roach, Kokrak, Lashley, Tringali, one, two, three, four. As you can see, Kokrak, per usual, sucks at putting and sucks around the green. That's kind of his MO. Maybe it's a week he can get the ball striking up even a little bit higher. Hard to do better than last year, mind you. But even if you just neutralize your putter a little bit, I mean, that's good for almost four strokes on the field. So add four strokes to his score. All of a sudden, he's not 29th. He's up around 10. Maybe he has a good week on the greens. All of a sudden, you're looking pretty good. Uh, Redmond putted. Who just putted the lights out? Uh, Brian Stewart did. <laughs> strokes putting so that's how he came t5 last year the gooch jimmy walker sneds i mean that's going to happen with sneds every now and again straka not usually the strongest of all putters he's up there of course denny oh hi denny he's going to be killing it from time to time all right so this is interesting to see just from last year so approach again who are the guys who lost the most <laughs> smiley smiley coffin made the cut at this tournament last year it's funny to see harris english lose so many strokes he's a different player than he is right now he had all the buzz obviously coming out of the break going into colonial he missed the cut uh, everyone was all pissed off as a chalk player the next week at heritage he actually showed up and played really well so maybe it's a nice spot to go back to harris english i bet you he'll be priced around like 50 and in this field 50 is probably a fair number for him only because the top end guys aren't there he can win something like this uh, if he continues to play as well as well as he has been so lee teeter reed kokrak stanley hey kyle stanley didn't gain much off the tee but he should uh, with the way that he's training up and gained strokes putting last week that's always really good to see cam smith neiman how was hovland last year hovland where are you at vic one just oh nice putting you bring that putting again this week big dear next week big dick vic Probably going to win. Not going to lie to you. Uh, Hoagie, always decent in approach. Sungjae, lost strokes putting. His ball striking just overall really hasn't been all that good the past two weeks, but he did manage to screw everyone who wanted him to miss the cut to even decrease the number of players with six of six lines. But he got himself through and then played immediately poorly on Saturday. Ben or JB Holmes... Really good at short short par threes. I don't believe he's in the field this week, though. He hasn't returned yet. He had he had brain surgery so long ago, so I doubt we see him much until the pandemic or vaccine has come around. I just don't think that he would want to make himself susceptible to COVID. Someone who's been such through a major procedure and had such health problems like he's had in his life, there's probably just, I mean, the guy's a millionaire. Uh, he probably doesn't need to risk that uh, after going through such a traumatic thing in the past before. Ben Ann, here we go. Oh, man, I'm going to bet Ben and he's going to shoot like plus seven on the front nine. Ah, fucking know it. Happens all the time. Anyway, let's go back to that model and just see how it's rejigged now with 5% putting put in. Bryson, Webb, Hatton, Hideki, Im. Varner drops down one. Reed moves up a few to seven over the past 24 rounds. Scheffler, Redman. Let's just look at past 24 rounds. It won't even give us all. And we don't have the stuff loaded in yet from Travelers because obviously Travelers is not finished. So the first two events, this will just be, I'm just going to go last month. It's obviously the last two weeks that it's going to pop up for. But that's going to be Heritage and Colonial, just to see if post-break who's doing the best in these numbers. Bryson, Peter Uline, Webb, Doc, Hovland, Thompson, Hadley, Bubba. Bubba is really interesting next week, um, only because everyone was kind of on him. Didn't play all that great at Travelers uh, at a Bubba happy place. But I think that the combination of him missing the cut, being relatively chalky, and I, people don't like playing Bubba because he's so unpredictable. He might be a nice bet again next week. I know he's never won here. He's not real keen on winning at new courses, but this could be a spot for him. I don't hate it. Did he play this last year? No, I can't even remember. My mind is just so, let's see, 7th, 52nd, missed cut. That's not great, obviously. So rocket mortgage. Missed the cut here last year. Horrible on approach. But at least the approach has been a little bit better coming in. Gained over two and a half each of the past two weeks. We'll go dig in uh, to this week's tournament, at least the live leaderboard, to see how we did. Oh, Norlander? Norlander made the cut this week. Is my min guy, $6,000. Just really wish my $8,000 guys would have shown up. The glove uh, did not have a good Saturday, but he got himself through the cut. This could be a good Hadwin course. Uh, as well, who's always up there in Eagles, uh, at least since we've been back? McNeely, Redmond. Pre put it this way, looking at two tournaments worth of Eagles gained probably is not a great sample. Let's go back to all records uh, again over the past 24 rounds, and let's look at it more of a baseline. Let's go last 75 rounds for all these guys. 
and we'll jump back over to the leaderboard from last year. Uh, around the green, did anyone get especially lucky? Collie, Fratelli, Snedeker, a lot of chipping in going on for Snedeker. He is good around the greens, but the combination of four strokes gained around the green and seven and a half on the greens, uh, probably not going to repeat itself. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, Tringali did not play well at Travelers after pulling out of Heritage. Did show up here, so that's somewhat interesting. Redmond, wow, look at all those strokes putting. There we go, Doc Redmond. Show up again next week, and we'll be fine. He was a hot sleeper. He still has a chance to churn out his top 20 this week. Uh, we'll see if he can get the hot putter going a little bit. He was just kind of good across the board. The tee to green, the tee, off the tee game has been better overall. Hoffman played better at Travelers as well, so maybe he's turning his game around a little bit. Obviously, on Monday show with Feinberg, I'll have more research on all of the final stats from Travelers to check a lot of this stuff out. Jump back, last 75 rounds, uh, all record. So going to last 75 overall for all the players to see how they kind of rate out. Webb, Hideki, Hovland, Bryson, Im, Reed, Tringali, Brian Harmon, who screwed a lot of people this week, although he finished at minus two. If he had finished at minus three, he'd be just as tilted, so don't worry about it. Scheffler, Munoz, Eric Van Royen, Emiliano Grillo, Terrell Atten, Lashley, oh, Lashley pops up now. Thanks, thanks for popping up now, and you weren't in the system last year. Sab, so it's a lot of guys. I don't have Ross clicked anymore. No, so these guys are popping up, even though we're not on a Donald Ross only settings. But you see some of the Donald Ross guys actually pump pump out in terms of my rankings. So hopefully, I'm on the right wavelength now that I've rejigged the stats a little bit. And maybe it's completely wrong. Maybe it just. I mean, that's not the way it plays out. Opportunities gained over the past 75. Hideki, Grio, Hovland, Bryson, Hudson, Swafford, Matt Every, Hoagies in there, Bronson, Burgoon. I always liked opportunities gained for, especially like I mentioned, this tournament where it's going to be so low in terms of scoring. But also, uh, for first-round leaders, this is something that you can go look at, too. So Eagles gained uh, is what I really wanted to look at. Burns, Stallings, Scheffler, Seifert. Oh, Chase Seifert's back. Seamus Power, who has been playing poorly on the Corn Ferry Tour. List, Wallace, Grio, Norlander, Bubba. So it's funny how that doesn't necessarily correlate with driving distance, because you'll see someone like Webb Simpson, 12th in Eagles gained. Longer off the tee than you'd think, but not someone who would pop up. Man, I'm going to bet Mark Hubbard next week. Great. Hubbard and oh, I better win this week. I'm going to lose everything I own next week. Birdies are better gained over that same stretch. Reed near the top. So let's see. Early leans. Reed and as probably that mid tier, like sixty to one guy, fifty to one guy. Hopefully we get him a bit deeper. Reed and and Hubbard. I think would be my three from each of the ranges right now. Obviously, I'm probably going to change my mind on all that. But uh, these, looking at it at least recently, uh, the past two weeks, uh, two weeks ago, I was on Webb as sort of my early lean. And Webb is going to be perfectly suited for this course next week. If he's anything, if he's 16 to 1 or better, I'll probably end up betting him as well uh, and just make him my very top-end guy. But Reed and Hubbard. I had DJ last week when I was looking at it, uh, and we went through just how well he had finished tee to green and in ball striking. And no one had really made note of it i'm curious to see how bryson does on this course will the extra length really help him here the approach has been really good this week so let's jump back and take a look at let's see travelers DraftKings, so we can get our access to the in-tournament stats close out all of this stuff we let that loaded oh the custom stat model i now have loaded for rocket mortgage is now loaded for travelers fun times had by all uh in-tournament stats we'll see how we're doing here all right, so for if we look at round three only, let's see how Todd and Dustin actually got there. Switch it over to total. Uh, you can see the guys I have highlighted, not very good. Uh, I think I do have a five or six lineup that has Dustin, Sergio, Vegas, Leishman, and Glover. And if those guys like want to have a nice day tomorrow, I might be able to recoup, like, like I said, like 60% of my money or something like that, which would be a big win for me this week. Uh, the approach guys, DJ, Kazire. That's why I went with Kazire. If you can keep these irons going, he didn't make any putts today that, I don't know, crazier things have happened. He's won on the PGA Tour before. I believe he won at RS. Did he win at RSM? Is he an RSM guy or did he win the OHL? No, he won OHL on Sony. I think was his jam. Let's see his best finishes ever. See, Sony, OHL. Yeah, uh, RSM, 15th. So he's been up there as well. Interesting with Pat and Kazire. He used to be good. Maybe he's coming back. Who knows? Poor Vic. Big Dick Vic couldn't make a putt. Varner couldn't make a putt. Stewart, good day on approach, good day around the greens. He also, Russell Henley for showdown on Sunday, gained ball striking 2.1 two strokes, lost 5.5 on the greens. Uh, I, I wonder if Sergio lost as many because he missed three, four putts inside five feet today. 
Oh, he only lost 3.6. That's a horrible day on the greens for Russell Henley. I know he's 59th, so you're not going to get any of the bonus points, but if he could be the one that goes and puts up the 62, you'll probably end up needing him anyway. Lowry was bad today. Anyway, I just want to look at all rounds, and we can go sort by almost the guys that missed the cut uh, to see how they did this week. Um, all right, so let's take a gander here. Oh, Austin Cook, terrible. Not not so hot on the approaches this week. So, yeah, so we'll scroll down to the 999 guys and just take a look. So we have off the tee. We have approach. Approach is what we want to lean on a little bit more and see if someone just kind of took themselves out of a tournament. VJ Singh gained on approach, minus 6.3 putting. He is statistically the worst putter on tour over the past 50 rounds of anyone who was in this field. Not surprisingly, Ben Ann and Emiliano Grillo were the next two to him. Ryan Moore, okay, so this is interesting. Ryan Moore for next week. He missed the cut on the number, lost almost two strokes putting, gained off the tee, gained on approach. I'm going to write down Ryan Moore. Uh, he's almost won at Eastlake. Has he won at Wyndham in the past? I believe he's had some good Wyndham championship numbers as well. Let's go see here. What have we been doing? Well, the approach has been horrible, and he turned that around this week. And, you know, historically speaking, when we look at his approaches, he's good on approach. He's usually good off the tee. The tee has been there. The approach has not. He got the approach back this week over two rounds. That's good to see. Uh, maybe he's a better bent putter than anything. Well, he's positive on bent. He's positive on Poe and nothing on Bermuda. So that's also good news. Wyndham Championship, 6th, 24th, 53rd, 10th, 37th, like that. Uh, Tour Championship, 2nd and 3rd. He's a Donald Ross player. We're adding Ryan Moore to the list. Boom. There we go. Watch him put himself out of another tournament. Thanks for nothing, pal, um, is what I'll probably end up be, be going to be saying. But, hey, I, I like the way that it's shaping up already for Ryan Moore. Uh, Finau didn't really do much. Let's see. That's oh, around the green. So lost on approach. Thomas lost on approach. Bad week for Justin Thomas. Uh, you, you give. It's funny because a lot of people, I, a lot of first-time players are coming into DraftKings right now into betting, and, like, they are so bewildered when they don't get six of six through. And, like, when you're not used to playing golf and you don't get all like you, you take someone like Justin Thomas who's super high price and he's horrible and misses the cut. I mean, two and a half strokes on approach might be one of his worst in his career through two rounds, uh, five and a half on the greens. That happens to Justin Thomas. Sometimes he's not always the greatest putter. So, um, and then the people like freak out. Uh, it's, it's kind of funny to see. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, the same people that get banned for life in the chats. Like these are the types of people I'm talking about here. Bubba Watson T to green. Um, let's see. 1.5 around the green, two and a half off the tee lost on approach, but he had been positive on approach the two weeks before three and a half strokes lost putting. I could see myself going back to Bubba if the price is right or the odds are right. I said more gaining a bunch Schwartzel who was Ben Raza's boy this week. It's nice to see that he popped up in approach. That's good to see. Oh, James Han! 1.6. Here we go. Uh, maybe Han is someone who will probably be right around the mini. He was 62 this week. Yeah, let's see it. I, I don't know exactly if these guys are definitely in the field because I don't have it sorted that way, but he's someone to keep on the radar. Maybe try to chuck him in a little bit. Cameron Percy, bad off the tee, good on approach, terrible on the greens. All right. Corey Connors, not surprisingly, lost putting. He'll do that. Uh, but two and a half on approach after a pretty bad day one. Um, I'm going to say Connors. I want to go look at his round-by-round round splits to see if how much was influenced by round one versus round two. My guy, Neesmith, uh, he was a very popular sleeper this week at 6,600. As you can see, the star next to his name, I was on him at $6,600. Gained three and a half strokes on a, three and a half strokes on approach. Like, bad off the tee, bad putting, bad around the green. Doesn't excuse him coming even for the week and missing the cut. I would have preferred he make the cut. But that is a really encouraging number. And the one thing that you notice is that when a Webb Simpson or a Sung J.M. has a bad week and their price drops a little bit, people go back to them because they know that they're good players. Someone like Matthew Neesmith, the inventor of basketball, uh, uh, probably not someone people are going to go back to after he was chalk and busted out. So that's always someone I kind of like to go with. List gained ball striking, lost putting. No big shocker there. Oh, Bud Colley gained on approach. Hmm, that's pretty interesting to see. I like to see that. Uh, who else? Munoz. Ooh, Munoz rated out really well on that model, too. And CT Pan, who was a Ross specialist. Both missed the cup, both gained on approach. All right, so we've got a short list of guys. We added Ryan Moore to the potential bet list as we go through. Overall, uh, for all rounds during the week. Oh, yeah. Uh, now, I've, now I've done it. Let's see who's gotten there. No surprise. We have... De 
Here's the big thing with Dustin. So Dustin last week was second in off the tee to Brooks Kepka at Heritage. This week he's 1.3. You see Bryson got it back together a little bit this week, or this round, uh, in round three. DJ has been killing it with his irons. Uh, he's been putting pretty well. Uh, although it's funny that Todd's only gained two and a half strokes putting for the tournament. He must have lost a bunch in round one because it felt like he made every single putt on Saturday. Same with, DJ did the exact same thing, mind you, but it just felt like Todd was better than this number, which means you know he can still go up from here, which is really terrifying. Uh, I'd like to see those approach. How is it that I bet Brennan Todd and use Brennan Todd the past two weeks and he fucking sucks that I get rid of him and now he's back to being the Todd father again, you know, 2000 Tiger Woods, AKA Brennan Todd when he's playing well. Uh, Streelman, I mean, Streelman's, the guy who's gaining like all the strokes putting is Brennan Steele. Seven and a half strokes putting, uh, second on approach. Like if somehow he figures that approach and just has another like miraculous round with his, his putter, he can go really low tomorrow. The best two guys who are, you know, inside, uh, minus 11, T12 or Hovland and Stanley in terms of ball striking eight and 6.6. Uh, so if those guys just catch a hot putter, they could go. And we saw that Kazire lost on round three, but he's overall plus for the tournament. Uh, maybe figure this out a little bit, keep the irons up, get back to how you were putting earlier. He could go on a run. Bryson's putting him again this week. It feels like the time is coming for Bryson. I just kind of hope it's not next week. Nah, uh, after withdrawing last week, he has the hot putter going. He's also someone to look at next week, but I think his odds will be, well, he's usually actually undervalued, so maybe not when it comes to him. Uh, Mac Hughes can just go away. You take your terrible approaches and get out of here, Mac Hughes. I have no Mac Hughes. I know he's Canadian. Good fella. Sponsored by the score. Shout out EP, Eric Patterson, but I prefer he not win. I just prefer Dustin Johnson win at this point. Where's my guy Sung Yul know. He's been yeah, he's been just positive across the board. Not great at any one thing. He's draining a bunch of putts, but you know, he's there. Uh, a good poet putter as well. I recall that from a few years ago, once he returned from his military service uh, in South Korea. Like the guy was good. I believe he won at Zurich, which was a Pete Dye course. And he won in the Corn Ferry Tour. I can't remember if that was a Dye course or not either. One of these weeks it's gonna happen for Abraham Answer. He's driving the ball much much more poorly than he had been in the past with the approaches sticking on. DJ really needs to take advantage of his driver. If he can have like a vintage Dustin driving round on Sunday, that can mitigate some of the damage if he doesn't really show up in approach. The last two times I remember Dustin playing in the final grouping was last year at Heritage. I believe he shot 77, and he was in the final group at Valspar uh, earlier that year when Paul Casey beat Kokrak, and he had a really bad round then, too. We've seen him get beat by Ted Potter Jr. Now, it's a double-edged sword. It's like the people who say, oh, Rory never shows up. Rory gags everything away. Well, Rory's there every single week. Dustin Johnson's someone who plays in a lot of final groups, so you have a lot of history with Dustin Johnson, and you forget all the times that he wins playing out of the final group. You just tend to remember the ones when he loses, so you know if they're i don't know if they're playing in threesomes again tomorrow it might be back to the pairs but maybe you can get into like when todd won his two tournaments earlier this year at bermuda and the ohl and then he was fourth at rsm he was through a really hot run obviously but he wasn't going up against dustin johnson uh, i'm not gonna lie to you who did he beat he beat higgs gay scheffler lebiota who made the cut this week almost made a hole in one on that short par four today wise gomez david hearn like all right at RSM. Webb was in that mix, and T. Dunks beat him in the playoff. Munoz popped up, but it's Norlander, Scheffler, K.H. Lee, you know, Norin, Harmon, Scott Brown, J.T. Poston. Like, that's who you're beating there. Uh, I already looked at that one. Uh, where was the other one here? Oh, Higgs. Did Higgs... Higgs has come second to Brendan Todd twice? Did I open up the wrong one? Bermuda Championship? Oh, yeah, I opened up the same one twice. I'm an idiot. Uh, let's look at the OHL. <laughs> see how that goes todd beats long ortiz von taylor harris english damon answer perez horschel he's he's not beating luminaries out there uh dustin johnson's in a class by his own that's why i was so surprised with a lot of people saying do i hedge dustin johnson like when you look at the leaderboard yeah you should be like i said you should be scared of bryson you should be scared of rory and be scared of todd he's winning by two strokes obviously but he's the best player who's within the top five right now i i guess bryson is better than Dustin right now but he's a former world number one like he's still Dustin Johnson maybe he's not peak Dustin but if Dustin wins this event watch out because he tends to go on runs once everything starts clicking for him uh, and I think Southwind is coming up uh, of course he's won at in the past when he won St. Jude but the walk-off eagle on 18 over Andrew Putnam so let's go back to this live leaderboard. Um, so I've kind of gone through everyone. I think showdown-wise, if we just go back at round three, just I'll throw this on as a kicker. I don't know when everyone's going to be watching this, but we can kind of target the guys who are shitty putters today. Like 
if we can just get a decent amount of ball striking out of Henley again, he should rebound. Sergio should rebound. Like, Sergio really did save. He shot even, and he was good around the greens, put it that way. Uh, who else? Approach-wise, let's we just sort by ball striking. Let's take a look at that and who lost strokes. Varner should be all right tomorrow, but he's probably too far out of it to get you any placement points. Of the guys at the top of the leaderboard who could storm, uh, let's see. Kazire? Could be really sneaky. He could also play like shit because he's Patton Kazire. Sung you'll know did pretty well. He could stand again a few more strokes. Uh, Phil was just bad today. Maybe he just veteran savvy rebounds it tomorrow. We can see about that. Uh, Hovland should be someone who's pretty up there. Kevin Na though, generally when he puts well, he keeps putting well and he's driving the ball really well. And anytime he drives the ball well, it tends to end up very high on the leaderboard. So when you get those placement points in Sunday showdown for DraftKings, that's always something to look at. So I hope that was informative. You know, it wasn't a complete waste of your time. So you're seeing what I'm seeing as my first look and initial research for the week. Again, smash the like to the episode in the comment section. Give me your early leans. My early leans, Reed and Hovland and now Ryan Moore are the ones that are popping up when I come back with Feinberg on Monday. Uh, I should have that whittled down a little bit more. DraftKings on Tuesday. No live chat this week on Wednesday. Maybe I'll do a Q&A if I'm, you know, out around uh, and you guys do have some questions about that but i probably will be giving out the millionaire maker tickets again for that draw on wednesday so stay tuned to the pme twitter account and please leave the review for the show spread the show around tell some friends that's the one nice thing about betting over DraftKings is that on in betting if we win we all win only one of us can win on DraftKings. it's never me so it's probably going to be one of you guys but let's go dj Let's see if we can cash this ticket. That would make it four and five weeks. It would be five and six weeks, or tournaments, sorry, not weeks. Five and six tournaments for old Mr. Feinberg. So that would be really nice to see coming down. Maybe I can just win a whole bunch of money on UFC tonight, uh, and that would just be glorious. Anyway, uh, I will be back on Monday. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. The fantasy football shows are coming out uh, for something to get you around. And we're going to release the Cuss Corner next week, like I said, Thursday or Friday. I know it's a long weekend for you guys coming up in America, so nothing better than a 4th of July Cuss Corner to get you through and kill the time when you want to get away from your fucking family. Trust me, I know all about this stuff. Not so much right now because of the uh, pandemic, but normally during holidays, I want to get as far fucking away from my family as possible. Uh, you know, in hours, you know, I can put in the FaceTime. After that, it's like, yeah, I got to go, all right? All right, see ya. Anyway, I'm Pat Mayo. Use fantasynational.com slash mayo for 20% off. Play in the PMB Open. Link in the description of this video and podcast. I'll see you next time. Experience. Experience. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.